You're listening to She Shoots, She Scores with your hosts, Lise-Marie Caron and Brad Simpson. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to She Shoots, She Scores. We got another uh, loaded show ready to talk about uh, all the drama with USA Hockey Women's National Team. Um, so much craziness going on over there. Yeah, good craziness. Good craziness. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, you had a, a chat with uh, Melody Daou. Yes, the one and only Melody Daou that uh, I was really happy to talk to, to her about a couple stuff that you're going you're gonna to be able to listen to it uh, later in the show. Really excited about that part. And, uh, and we'll uh, wrap up. We'll talk about the uh, now complete Isabel Cup. Yeah. So 2017 women's hockey in the books. Yeah. And uh, that should be uh, pretty much that. So um, USA women's hockey are uh, basically the the, the main players of the team are holding out looking for a better agreement with USA hockey in regards to how much money they're making and uh, how much support they're getting from uh, their national program. Yeah, it was, I think, their chance to make a point, like a statement about um, their opinion about like, how they were treated mm-hmm. by U.S. hockey. And I think uh, it was a good move. Like, uh, the Worlds are in the U.S. Uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, like, we, like as, you win, as you know, like, the U.S. Uh, team kind of always win the, yeah. the, 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 like the, the world. Canada is more renowned Olympics. for the Olympics. And, like, historically, the U.S. takes the world. So... It's a phenomenon think, we've discussed on the show before. Yeah, so I think it was a good move for them. Like it was the the year if they want to make an impact. Also, it was like the year before the uh, the Olympic season. Yeah. So this is really really important, if, especially when you're talking about money, money that you're gonna need to have <laughs> to sustain yourself during that year. Yeah, and we're looking at you know a reality where there's. You know, there's still not enough support for women's hockey, let's say, on a professional basis, but it is getting better. You know, we you know, say what you will about the NWHL and, and how, you know, loosely thrown together it was when it was initiated. But this is a North American league that's paying its women to play hockey. Yep. And the CWHL is lining itself up to start paying or, you know, financially supporting their players. We've yet to see the details on that, but we're promised that that's coming. And, um, you know, it, it's time. It's 2017. You know, I mean, Trudeau said it uh, about his cabinet. You know, why do you have a 50-50 cabinet with men and women? He says, because it's 2015. Like, come on, man. Um, I, I think it's pretty surreal that, uh, like, when I saw, like, the numbers or, like, the, uh, the news on the Internet and I start looking at it and reading about it, I was really surprised about the gap. Yeah. Like, I was really surprised. I maybe it's because I'm living under a rock or whatever, but I thought it was at least a little bit closer. So I think those demand are are normal demand. Like you need to be uh, if you represent your country, you need to be able to have the money to do it full time. Because we say that Olympics is like a non-professional athletes who go there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but it's not true anymore. Like, if you want to perform and to be, like, on the podium or do well, uh, you need to do that full-time. And full-time yeah. means no job. Hey, and listen, no job Carrie means Price no money. Carrie Price has an Olympic gold medal. 
So you can't tell me that the Olympic Games are are amateur sports anymore. That's that's just yeah. not that's just not a case. No, it's not true. Um, and yeah, you know, we're looking we're talking about the United States here, who is a nation that loves to parade its stars and in particular its champions. And you know, you would think that a company that uh, a company a, a country that has so much money would be willing to throw into a program to create more stars that they can then use for marketing. Even, you know, even with let's say a side dish of ill intent, um, there's still you know every reason to want to put more money into this program. So the fact that they haven't yet is just baffling. Yeah, and it's more surprising when you look at the uh, there's a rule in the in the states that. Every NCAA uh, program, if they put like one dollar in uh, in the in one of the men's program, they need to put as like another like another one dollar An to the amount, yeah. like the equal amount in the women's program. So I was really surprised. Like if they have those kind of rule on equity at the NCAA level, how that uh, U.S. Uh, hockey does not have those rules. I, I was really surprised to, uh, to, to, to hear that. Yeah. And you have, like, uh, players who's growing uh, into the sport uh, in the NCAA's uh, programs. So they are uh, all-around equipped. Uh, they, they have, like, trainers, facilities, blah, blah, blah. Um, everything that uh, they need to have to perform and develop their themselves, they have. So when they... That part of their lives is, is it's over, and they go up to the real world and try to do like the national teams and and so on. They have kind of no You're support. On your own, yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, it, I mean to show that acknowledgement of the necessity for there to be an equal amount on both sides at a young age, um, and then the the hypocrisy to turn around and say, well, you know, now we're going to put all the money into the men because you know men. Um, you know, because balls. <laughs> yeah, because balls. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. And, you know, you look at the junior programs in the States and, and the college programs and, and even the professional programs. And, you know, you've got the AHL and stuff for, um, you know, non-NHL caliber American players. There's lots of money for men already outside of the national program. And so those guys who are coming in, it's nice to get that additional boost from the program, but they need it far less than the girls do. We're talking about girls who are coming out of college getting, you know, notoriously low out of college salaries. And that goes for everyone, man or woman in the States. You know, you, most people don't make that much money coming out of college. And, yeah. And, and there's no like there's no 21 Hillary Knight per per team, you know. Yeah. Or 21 Marie-Philippe Poulain who can say that they have like a sponsorship and other deals outside of yeah of that's rare team. so rare um and there's you know and that's kind of what I was getting at there's going to be less and less if you're not putting that money into it you're not building more stars that can help generate you know non-public funding mm -hmm. um so I don't know it, it, it's interesting to see sort of where this is all going to lead I really liked the be bold for change Twitter campaign yeah. that the players did so uh, you know a lot of players are going to be doing one word uh, means of expression selfies who doesn't love a good selfie right yeah the selfies <laughs> are perfect <laughs> the other part of their like um uh, like their their the thing that they were asking is to put money on the uh, like developing uh, hockey like women's yeah. hockey so that that 
that was the other part of what they were demanding and I thought it was really cool uh, to yes make it about the player of the team but also spread it to another level to to include as many players as they can yeah so I think that uh, on the like maybe a, a marketing perspective it helped them to have yeah at least the um, uh, population or more attract to that news I think because of that yeah it's it's far more um, dragged into the spotlight and you know for for a nation who you know if you follow women's hockey in the states you know Hillary Knight is kind of your beacon and uh, and when someone like that stands up and says this is not okay and you know I think the message is is pretty clear that you know the women that are part of the program now are willing to make this sacrifice in order to make it better for everyone moving forward. So that, you know, this is, you know, what you know, it doesn't look like it, you know, on a micro level when you look at it day on a day to day level. But this, this is, you know, I would say no less than an, and then a small act of heroism. Like these are, these are heroes. These are women standing up to make a change, to yep. draw attention to inequality and, you know, make an end, make it end right away. And the support of, all the players, uh, like all the men, like the men's players, starting to say we won't play if this issue is not taken care of. Yeah, and, um, and the NHLPA uh, came in. Everybody, yeah, everybody's and a lot, on board. A couple, like um, I saw a couple of tweets about um, players who refuse to uh, replace players, like mm -hmm. to like they were trying maybe to put a, like a team B. Yeah, yeah, B squad. So they they were not able to do so because of the support of the like other players, like the one who has been cut. So I think it was like a really uh, um, beautiful thing to to see. Yeah, like it's uh, unity was yeah. really really cool. I was really happy to see that. Even uh, Lauriane Rougeau went uh, on a French television show, mm -hmm. uh, and she. Uh, talked a little bit about the negotiation that uh, they have um they had uh, sorry with the uh, team canada okay and she was a little bit like uh, she she was throwing like uh, ballpark numbers about how much they were doing uh on a more regular basis on a or on a olympic year she said that it was like on under five thousand dollars so we don't know what it is but it's under five thousand but she was um sending her support to the olympics uh woman teams because like she's going to the world right now she don't want to win w without uh the other big team there you know it's not the same yeah it, it's not it gonna be, taste the same it would be a bit of a hollow victory um Yeah, it would be, it, yeah, I mean, it, it would be strange because there's still, you know, who's going to take their place, you know what I mean? You would just kind of foresee Canada's, you know, and it wouldn't be fun, you know, it wouldn't be fun for Canada to go hit the ice, no. you know, because you got to do your thing, you got to play your game yep. because that's how the other teams are going to get better, but man... It's like, and the, the viewing for that tournament will be like... Um, really, really, really low. Yeah. If the Team USA does not play against Team Canada at least once, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to hurt the tournament really bad. I mean, I... Honestly, I want to say I don't see a way where where this doesn't end with, with the the right team hitting the ice. I mean... You, yeah, you know. would we say that in 2006? Yeah. And... <laughs> 
the U.S. Uh, end up with the bronze, but at least like they were there, you know, and we saw a couple games uh, Canada yeah. U.S. It was not the same. Yeah. C'est comment qu'on dit ça en anglais à vaincre sans péril on triomphe sans gloire. Like there's a saying in French that if you're battle without yeah battle without danger like it wait. your triumphs it doesn't it's not it's more poet poetic in french yeah like it sounds weird in english let's leave it in let's leave it in french okay maybe somebody can try to translate it and send it to us good luck for the english listeners yeah yeah bonne chance bonne chance bonne chance Um, so you recently had a chat with Melo. Yeah. Yeah, nice draft, girl. Draft eligible, Melo Didot. Yeah, you're gonna... We have, I think we have a little scoop here. Uh, if you listen really carefully, you're gonna get... Uh, you're gonna get scooped. You're gonna get scooped, kind of. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. All right, let's listen to this. Okay. Hello, Melody. Nice to join me on the Shishuchi Scores podcast. Thank you. So, uh, congrats for your big win against Concordia. Thank you so much. That's re that's really cool. So, Concordia was a um, a very like uh, I think they were pretty better than the last year. Mm -hmm. They got so much better. I think. Uh, because Julie Chu just got the head coach positioning and also they recruited a lot of good players. They have a strong goalie. So it made a huge di uh, difference in their season, I guess. And uh, their recruit were also very strong. So uh, good on them. And it just made our league way better. So now going to the national, uh, how can you prepare for those big games? Uh, we just want to follow the plan, uh, nothing crazy on our part. Uh, we're practicing, we're having day offs, uh, we're training the way we used to, and we're going there to be prepared, and uh, hopefully we're aiming for the gold medal. Good, so I'm gonna... I'm, is there a way to watch your performance online or in at the Sportsnet or something like that? I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, with women's hockey, we don't always get the view on TV. But um, it might be Broscat. I'm sure we're going to put it online and uh, tell our fans that we can share it. Um, but I'm not too sure about that. Okay. So maybe we can just wish for a Facebook Live, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So did you watch the Clarkson Cup? Of course. So you saw the big goal of your ex-teammate Cathedra? Yes. That was a big goal, right? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I was watching the game. We didn't have the channel at first, so we changed the channel to get Sportsnet. And then, um, yeah, it was just an amazing game. They, there was a lot of Miguel, old, the alumni uh, of Miguel, and it was uh, very good to see them on the ice and perform the way they did. And obviously for the Canadian, that was a huge comeback from last year. So transitioning from this uh, subject to another, will you be entering the CWHL draft this year? Yes, I will. So you won't go back with the Marlins? Uh, no, I have done my fifth year. So um, yeah, I can't go back for a sixth one. Uh, so I'm going to have to transfer to CWHL, which I'm really looking forward to it. 
So because you have a couple uh, ex-teammates on the team and friends, uh, can we assume that your choice for the, your number one pick is done? Well, you know what? Uh, it's all going to be in their hands. Uh, they're doing the draft, so hopefully Montreal uh, will take me into uh, consideration. Okay, that's an interesting uh, way to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's your next goal in hockey? Um, obviously, being part of the C CWHL would be a big one. Uh, they have done a tremendous job uh, in the past few years just to uh, increase uh, the, the game and uh, women's hockey and I think this is something I want to really be part of and obviously uh, 2018 uh, centralization is coming up so uh, hopefully I'll be selected for that too. Can you talk a little bit more about how they do the selection for maybe uh, not all player but player Uh, that already made the team once? Uh, well, there's nothing that is uh, sure for any of us. So basically, uh, at the end of April, uh, they're going to decide, I think it's between 27 to 30 players to go live in Calgary for eight months prior to the Olympics. And so it's like a, a camp that lasts for eight months and you just train and play on the, in the midget the triple uh, a men's team uh league sorry and um you just compete against your teammates all year long to hopefully make the team for uh the olympics so do you see sometimes uh people are coming to your games and watch you or they are pretty in the dark uh for during the centralization no uh, during your normal year at miguel yeah Yeah, uh, well, there is mostly it's the parents and friends, um, but there are a few here and there that are coming. It depends on the rank. Uh, there's a lot of varsity athletes that come to our games, which increase uh, the, the people in the stands. But um, yeah, we would say between 200 people would be what we get here at Miguel to our games. So are you looking forward to have maybe the big crowds in Montreal? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. It's a huge change. Uh, when I went last time, uh, Les Canadiens played in Brossard and the rink was packed. I had trouble to find a seat. Uh, I finally stayed up the entire game to watch them. So it's uh, crazy to see how from university to CWHL, how the fans goes to our game way more. And uh, yeah, obviously looking forward to it. Uh, a couple of people ask us, where is Melody Daou on the new World Championship roster? The one that's coming up. Yeah, um, I have no say in that. Um, they decided not to take me for this world. Uh, it's completely in their hands and uh, hopefully I can. I'm still part of the group look, that they look for centralization. So. Uh, hopefully I can uh, get that chance and then uh, I'll just have to do my proof on uh, because I deserve if I want to prove them that I deserve to be on their team. So basically the the next game, the national one for the title is going to be a, a huge game for you. Uh, yeah, obviously there's gonna, there's going to be a recruiter uh, in the stands and uh, they're going to be watching me play and 
I don't really think about that. The only thing I'm the only thing I'm thinking about is uh, to play for my team and um, winning with my team right now. So after you won the nationals, what's going to uh, what's your summer is going to look like? Lots of training. <laughs> um, either way, if I'm centralized or not, um, if I'm centralized, I need to be prepared for the year. And if not, I want to train as hard uh, to be ready for the CWHL year. And uh, what is Midas Daoos doing when she's not playing or training? E, not too much, I would say. Uh, playing hockey or uh, training is taking most of my day. I have a little dog named Judy. Um, so I go on a walk with her and watch TV with her. So that's basically uh, my days. And uh, do you know, like, what, uh, do you kind of know what's going to be your, like, your after career or after you're done with hockey or it's too soon now? Uh, yeah, I, I'm studying at McGill right now to be a physical education and health uh, teacher. So hopefully I'll get an opportunity to teach. Uh, but my dream job uh, would be to be a coach. So uh, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to be coaching uh, a university team at one point. To give back to the kids? Yeah, I think it's really important, uh, especially in our case as uh, women's hockey, we need to grow the game. and. Uh, I feel that uh, I have that power to just give back and uh, try to translate all my work and my passion for the game to younger kids. I think it's very cool of you to do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Miladzi, for joining us. And uh, I hope for the best for you for the next week, next year. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> that was my first full interview. Can you tell? I uh, I thought it was excellent. Thanks. I thought it was excellent, and you got a scoop. Yay! So uh, we'll uh, maybe we'll do the favor of not not just laying it out there for everybody, but you all know what you heard. Yeah. So read between the lines. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Those crowds in Brossard, eh? It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> amazing. Epic. Epic. Uh, mellow, 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 mellow. We heard a lot in this interview. Like, I actually, yeah, like a lot. Um, this is, but you, you understood that this interview was made, um, like, uh, before the, the Nationals. Now we know that McGill finished second. Mm -hmm. uh, they lost in overtime. Yeah. So, um, heartbreaking lost. I think it was a good run. And I hope oh, yeah. that she, um, uh, just speaking about Melody, I hope she, she made an impression uh, to those recruiters uh, who were in the stand. Because mm -hmm. uh, I really hope that she's going to get at least a chance during the centralization. You know, if yeah. you don't even get called up, uh, it's hard. But if at least you have anything in your hand to push hard and try to impress again and yeah. try to make the team. I think she deserve it. Yeah. She's, I mean, listen, she's super talented and uh, definitely deserves a crack at it. Yeah. But uh, we, we need to also um, uh, say that uh, even um, Jimmy Lee Rattery was not yeah. like, she's not on the national team for this world. So this is a 
pretty big name also that was left out. I mean, we've seen confusing choices from Team Canada before. Also, not a strange subject to our show. Yeah, so I don't know. So I hope, I hope, I really hope um, for Melody that uh, she at least get a chance, at least a call up. I think she deserves it. She has five, uh, five years uh, uh, in the Marlets. I think five good years in the Marlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Um, and she, she was part of the team of uh, the epic 2014 win. So I don't know. There's some some good arguments there. Yeah. I, to, to be to be continued. I mean, let's let's uh, keep those fingers crossed. And I mean, this is all we can do. But uh, go mellow. Uh, we can also maybe try to do like a uh, a nice uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't know, like Twitter. Uh, maybe we can bombard. Uh, Team Canada. Team Canada with Twitter, like uh, a like charm, charm offensive. Charm offensive. That's we'll it. Do, that we'll was do. the that was the the, the turn I was looking we'll for. We'll do a Miladi Dawu Team Canada charm offensive. Yeah. If you're listening to us and you want to see Miladi Dawu, hashtag Mellow for Canada. Mellow for Canada. That's a good go. hashtag. There we go. And Mellow, if you're listening to this, um, I hope we can see more of Judy in your Twitter feed. Like, uh, Yeah, I want to see more of Judy. I'm also a big fan of dogs with human names. Yeah. Because my, my dog is called Chloe. Chloe, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, and Melody is living in Montreal. So maybe Chloe and Judy will meet uh, at one point in a dog park. Yeah. But in the meanwhile... Please do some selfies and post them on Twitter. Yeah. Add, did you see my selfie? Hashtag, have you seen my selfie? Um, yeah, we, we, we got a, a selfie in at the, uh, at the Clarkie. Yeah. You and I, which was, uh, which was fun. It was a good one. <laughs> you made a grumpy face, though. Um, yeah, but it was a good one. But it was because the game hadn't started yet. We, hadn't, yeah. we, we weren't winning yet. Yeah, that's it. Um, so all, all reasons to be serious. Um, and uh, in other serious news, uh, revenge in the NWHL. Wow, what a game. Whoa, the Buffalo Buttes have uh, claimed the Isabel Cup from the Boston yeah. Pride. I was going to say Blades. Ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Boston Pride. Uh, so the Buttes uh, pull it out. Jeez, um, McLaughlin with a 60-save performance, hey. pulling I, out I, the 3-2 win. Yeah, I was talking about the 2006 uh, Olympic Games earlier in the show. That, that game made uh, me think about um, 2006 because of the goalie. Yeah. Like the Swedish uh, goaltender made that kind of uh, big save for the Sweden and they end up in the final against Canada. So I like, I think for the Isabel Cup, they were ready to just give to the Prides the cup. Yeah. They were ready to, uh, I think maybe they had already, like, put their names on the cup. <laughs> and uh, and boom, the goaltender just... Uh, fantastic. Brianne McLaughlin. I mean, Brianne McLaughlin, 968 nine, save percentage. Um, in, Against in, a team stack. Yeah, against a stack team in a in a final all eyes on match, unbelievable, and uh, really a great story. I mean, we we saw sort of Boston being ahead all year long, and like you yep. said, it was it, it felt like it was just you know going through the motions. But you know the old cliche, this is why they play the game. Yep. Um, it stands true, and uh, Buffalo proved everybody wrong, and uh, I for one loved it. 
yeah now i'm i'm kind of I, when i i see those kind of performance um uh, by a goaltender i kind of cross my finger maybe maybe Carey price can do the same for montreal this year you never know <laughs> you never know um we saw hey, listen we saw charlie pull out an amazing performance yeah. in yeah. ottawa to yeah. win uh, the clarkson cup oh yeah so uh so this year 2017 women's hockey is you know a lot about goaltending um not not to uh, take away from uh, the buttes but it's always about a little bit goaltender like it if you don't always. have a goaltender a good goaltender you're screwed <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously Megan Bozak, you know, one goal, one assist. She's awesome as always, and yep. uh, you know, leading leading the pack. Um, so another season in the books for uh, for the NWHL. They made it. They made it for the I, second season. I gotta be honest with you. I, at, at some point, I didn't think it was no, gonna happen. Me, me neither. Um, I was pretty sure they were done. <laughs> I was pretty sure they were done. But uh, they did a good job with their All Star game. In uh, in Pittsburgh and and the Penguins also kind of reared their heads after the Izzo. Yeah, so I think they're doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna. It I, looks I'm, like it's fine. Yeah, but I'm happy. It's gonna put some pressure on the CWHL. Mm -hmm. Like they need to start to pay their players. I think I I, I read somewhere that uh, players got a bonus of five hundred bucks winning the Clarkson Cup. So that that's like two, three hockey sticks. One and a half. One and a half. It's like three seventy-five or something. Jesus. Like it's no, it's no. couple couple of Timmies. A, yeah, a stick, a bag of pucks, and a coffee. Maybe a couple of Timbits if it's off season. You know. Okay, so <laughs> do you know? Going off topic here. Do you know that? The official policy at Tim Hortons now is that they can't sell you single Timbits. They're supposed to sell you a minimum of three Timbits. Yeah, I knew that. So I yeah, who's gonna come in? Don't ask and me ask how I know. For one Timbits. Okay, so my friend Juliana, who doesn't listen to this show, so this is okay. <laughs> my friend Juliana, we used to we we worked together, and we would go for like we a whole group of us would go for a walk after lunch, and she would go into the Tim Hortons and get a single Timbit, and. I have other, I actually know another person who does this as well. Like if you're walking by a Tim Hortons and you go in and you get a single Timbit because who wants to eat a whole box of Timbits if you're not like doing a big road trip or something. Anyways. Um, everybody, everybody time, wants to eat Timbits. One time, time we went in there, there was three of us and the, and the girl says, I can't sell you one. I have to sell you three. And so we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll all get one. Um, wow, your life is hard, Brad. No, no, it's it's not about difficulty. It was just an observation. <laughs> I I just thought it was it was a curious observation. I don't know why they would have had to. Was someone abusing the single Timbit that so badly that they had to implement a policy that you know we have to sell at least three to turn a profit? Like that doesn't make sense to me in my little man brain. So to summarize, 500 bucks, one stick, <laughs> and, three, <laughs> and minimum three, three Timbits. <laughs> All right, glad we got that sorted out. Um, well, and on... Uh, I know what on, I'm going to get you for your birthday. You're going to get me three Timbits. I'm going to get you a box, eat seven, and give you three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
goodness. And uh, to steal a line from Jeremy Clarkson. And on that bombshell, uh, we are we are done. That's we're done. That's I. We can't we can't do better than talking in about ten bits. Yeah, that's a perfect ending. Now I'm kind of hungry. There's a Tim Hortons right down the road. Oh yeah. We're in Canada, so no Tim Hortons are always down the road. <laughs> in what direction? Yes. Yes. It's like on the highway. Uh, okay, I'm 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 hungry. I'm gonna stop. What what are my choices? Well, uh, there's the northbound Timmies, and then there's and the southbound, southbound Timmies, Timmies. But then there's also the drive-through Timmies. Yeah. So difficulty choices. Yeah. Which which one of your Timbit is is your favorite? Ooh, that's a good question. Geez, my favorite Timbit. I kind of like the little powdered ones with the jelly on the inside. I feel like in Timbit size, it's the perfect ratio of jelly and donut and powder. Yeah, and that's that's kind of cool. Did you try the new one? I think it's uh, cu- uh, not not cupcake, but birdie cake. Uh. You know what? I did try one. My office in in Toronto, my last job in Toronto, uh, they brought them in. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It's uh, it's don't try it. It's sweet. It's yeah. Too sweet. It, yeah. It's it's like someone ate a whole bag of sugar and then vomited into a Timbit. I'm sorry, Tim's, but that's okay, now I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> it's gross, and it's got sprinkles on it to make it worse. Gross with sprinkles. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's pr- that's maybe, that's maybe, definitely. Maybe the we end. can do a Trump Timbit. <laughs> just put a little tuft, tuft of hair and have it shout live. Actually, the just Trump put Timbit sprinkles on on him. The Trump Timbit would be a box of ten Timbits with only three Timbits in it, and Sean Spicer would assure you that there are ten. <laughs> Alternative bits. Oh my god. Uh, all right, we got to stop. This... Yeah, because this show's gonna it's gonna end badly. <laughs> Once it goes political, it's it's just yeah. downhill from there. Yeah, I'm just in the process to renew my password, my password, my passport. So the I want to make sure that password is my password hockey. is. Shh. That's an old. It's an old. Uh, an old. Uh, no, no, it's an old game show. You don't know that password? No. They make they make the one guest makes the other person guess a word and then when they open like you know they look at the card to see what they have to make the other person guess and then the narrator of the show I guess to for the TV audience well the password is password which is actually my password now I'm gonna have to change it okay so uh, on that note tweet us uh, your favorite timbits tweet us your favorite timbits and uh, and everything else and uh, and a selfie with your favorite timbit yeah if you can. Yeah. That's it. See you in uh, a week or so. Or so. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to She Shoots, She Scores. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Lise Mahisi and at Pucks on the Net. Those are the real lyrics. Something like that. Yeah. It's uh, it sounds like a small dog barking. Pretty much. But I love ACDC. But a good small dog. Doesn't everybody barking. love ACDC? Really, at at the heart of the matter, everybody loves ACDC. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. like ACDC and Celine Dion. Everybody like likes them.
Yeah. Secretly so, sometimes. For those who like to rock about women's hockey, we salute you.